Hard to believe it's been eight weeks already. I pray indeed that this message series on just a portion of the names of God have helped you know your God more and grow closer to Him. You can see the names that we have looked at here. Yahweh Elohim, the Lord God, El Elyon, God Most High, El Ra'i, God Who Sees Me, El Shaddai, God Almighty, Yahweh Sabaoth, Lord of Hosts, Ishi, my husband, Emmanuel, God with us, and this morning, Artos Zoes, bread of life. As we talk about bread a lot this morning, if you inventory, tracked, logged your weekly diet, what on average would it reveal? Junk foods, frozen foods, baby foods, cafeteria food, a little leftover surprise. The kids are like, ah. <laughs> Meat and potatoes, fast foods, maybe some fresh foods. My guess would be at least a mixture of a kind. Now, as you think about your general diet consumption, your menu each week, my follow-up question is, what do you crave? Do you know last year that the food and beverage industry in our nation spent $17 billion advertising their food and beverages to you? calling for your appetites. And the studies show that it works. The American Psychological Association did one study, and it showed that young people eat 45% more food after seeing an ad on TV, even if they aren't hungry. And another study at the University of Michigan showed that fast food commercials, if we wonder why there are so many on TV, fast food commercials trigger the reward center in teenagers' brains. I have got to have that food now. What do you crave? Here, I believe, is a general truth about our cravings. We only crave what we've already tasted and enjoyed. I'll say that again. We only crave what we've already tasted and enjoyed. I mean, if any of you, if you've never gnawed on a turnip... Do you get this sudden urge in the middle of the day, I've got to go to Mariano's and get a turnip to gnaw on? No. How many have never tasted a turnip? How many don't care? I will never crave a turnip. Now what if I said outback cheese fries with ranch? or a Portillo's cake shake. 
<laughs> or a fresh-cut pineapple. You see, we only tend to crave what we've already tasted and enjoyed. So what if we turned this now spiritual? What if you inventoried your weekly spiritual diet? What would it reveal? And what do you crave spiritually? John chapter 6 includes one of two miracles that all four Gospels mention. In other words, taken together, all four Gospels only all include two miracles. The first one, of course, is Easter. All four Gospels include Easter. The only other miracle that all four of them together include is the feeding of the 5,000. When 5,000 men, not counting women and children, which would put it at probably 20,000 people, are gathered around and hungry, Jesus takes five barley loaves and two fish, and he feeds maybe 20,000 people. And they all have so much that they eat as much as they can consume. And it's so much abundance that they even gather up 12 baskets of the leftover barley pieces and it fills 12 baskets. As you can imagine, the crowds are so impressed with this miracle of Jesus that Jesus perceives in his heart they want to take him by force and make him their king. But that's not God's plan. And so Jesus dips into his divine nature and almost mystically removes himself. And we're told that he is on a mountain all by himself. The disciples cross over the Sea of Galilee, and that's when Jesus meets them on the water. And John says when Jesus steps into their boat, the boat immediately is on the other side of the shore. The next morning, what do you think all of those crowds do? Where is Jesus? And so they eventually find Jesus on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, and they come to him, and essentially Jesus says, you are seeking the wrong food. But in one sense, can you blame the crowds for wanting another meal as much as you can eat on Jesus? I mean, if Jesus is the greater Moses, the prophet to come, and Moses gave them manna every single morning for 40 years, if Jesus is the next great Moses, certainly 
He'll do this manna from heaven more than once. But Jesus tries to steer their conversation to a much deeper need and gift. Right before our text today, Jesus tells the crowd, my Father is giving you the true bread from heaven, bread which gives life to the world. And the crowds respond to him, Lord, always give us this bread. And that's when Jesus says his first of seven I am statements. He says to them, I am the artos zoes, the bread of life. The one who comes to me will never hunger again, and the one who believes in me will never thirst again. You have seen me, but are not believing. The true bread that the Father is giving to the world, Jesus says, is none other than himself. To feast on Jesus through faith means that one is never spiritually hungry again. Remember how in the Greek language, Negatives pile on each other like a rugby match. And English double negatives cancel each other out. Not so in Greek. A level three no in Greek has two negatives that just pile on each other and increase the intensity, the force of the verb even more. This is a level three. The one who comes to me almost can't, will in no way hunger again. A little over 400 years ago, a man by the name of Blaise Pascal, in his writing, the Seventh, which was a defense of Christianity, said these words, he said, what else does this craving and this helplessness proclaim? The empty print and trace in man's heart. This empty print uh, he tries in vain to fill with everything around him, though none can help, since this infinite abyss can be filled only with an infinite and immutable object, only by God himself. To say that another way, since man's fall into sin, every man, woman, and child is born with a God-sized hole in their heart that only the Lord himself can fill. Try to fill that God-sized hole with anything else and one will just keep searching and longing for more. And yet people of all ages have tried to fill that inner void and emptiness with all sorts of foods that this world has to offer. 
If I just find the right group of friends, if I get enough fame and followings and influence on social media, if I just had enough money, if I just had that right house or car, if I just had that new titanium iPhone, if I just had a new job, if I could just get that dream career launched, if I could just find the right spot. my emptiness would be filled. There's a God-sized hole in everyone's hearts that only the Lord himself can fill. Jesus says, I am the artos zoes, the bread of life. The one who comes to me can never again go hungry. What is one of the most amazing things about this bread? And just what kind of life can this bread give to the world? Jesus continues, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life. And I myself will raise him up on the last day. What is God's highest will for you, for me, and for every person on his earth? That we would behold the Son and believe in him. The Greek word there for behold, theoron, is not to just glance at something, nor is it to just look at something as you are passing by. But the word there, theoron, means to fix one's eyes on, to look at with sustained attention, to lock on to that person or thing. Father's will is that we would lock on to his son and keep our eyes always on his son. And for everyone who does, what's their present possession? They will have eternal life. It's theirs now through faith. And what's the future promise? Everyone who fixes and believes, Jesus himself will raise from their earthly graves on the last day. Christian author Max Lucado 
tells a story of a missionary to a native tribe in the jungles of Brazil. Tragically, a pandemic was sweeping that area, and tribespeople were dying every day. The good news, though, was that there was a hospital not too far from this tribe on the other side of a big river. The only problem, the tribes wouldn't even touch their toe in that river because they believed that it was filled with evil spirits and to touch the water to go in would certainly mean one's death. And so the missionary tried to tell them again that it's okay, I have crossed the river, you'll, you'll be fine. Nope. In their trust of him, he led them down to its bank and he put his hand into the water and brought it up and showed them that he was okay. Next, he waded out to his waist and he started to splash the water on his face, showing them that it's okay. Nope. And so in his next move, he completely submerged himself in the river. And a few moments later, came up and walked on the other shore, put his fist in the air in triumph. The tribe cheered. And then they courageously followed him to the other side of that river. On this All Saints weekend, in a world that every day is filled with chaos and the possibility of our own mortality. I know that death can seem like a really big river to cross. And we can face that river ourselves and wonder what is that actually going to be like dying or the experience of dying and it can make us nervous. Friends, the bread of life came down from heaven all the way into the river of death himself. And on Easter, he came out on the other side, the other bank, in victory. The sting of death is completely gone. We don't have to fear that river of death and when our time might come. In faith, we follow Jesus boldly, courageously, safely across that river to the other side. The one who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life, and I will raise him
on the last day. The artos zoes, real bread, giving real life. One taste, and it's true, your soul will never hunger again. Here are some questions to reflect on as we close up this series. What earthly foods compete for your spiritual attention and appetite? And be honest, with Black Friday around the corner, how long does a new, whatever you would write in that blank, how long does that truly satisfy you before you just find yourself wanting something else? And the last one, when have you feasted on Jesus recently and felt his spiritual fullness yet again? Give that some thought. If you're with someone, have some holy conversation. And Pastor Kittle will continue the service in just a couple moments.